Good morning. So I was, uh, I was watching my granddaughters the other day. I wasn't like babysitting them. I was just watching them as we were doing stuff at my son Blake's house. And I was watching them play. And there was something that I was, I was noticing I, I really enjoyed. I just like, they caught my attention. And um, it was really cute. You know, one of them was, they were playing. And, and they, they like to play like uh, role play. All these, you know, five girls, they, they have fun role playing. And they... They enjoy it. It's like how they play. They play well together, too, most of the time. And uh, uh, one of them was, was cute because they were, um, they were talking about being a mom. And, and uh, one of them was the mom. One of them was, I think, the dad. And there's all these their sisters and stuff. And, and I noticed something that they were doing as they were playing. The little one, she's five. She was, uh, well, she's the middle one, actually, the middle. That's, that's Everly, the, the cute blonde with blue eyes, you know. And she knows she's a princess. She knows it. She's fully convinced that she is a princess. And I don't let her ever not believe it. I remind her all the time. And, uh, uh, but, but she was talking about being a, a daughter. and she was. But here's what she kept doing. She kept saying, yes, mother. Whatever you say, mother. Okay, mom, I'll do that. Yes, mother. What else would you like, mom? And I'm, I'm looking at her, I'm like, what the heck is that all about? I said, why can't you do that to your mom in real life? And she's looking at me like, because we're just playing. And I'm like, okay. But then I caught him next playing this game of uh, what we used to play. I would get him on the trampoline, all of them, that could. I, I mean, there's, they're all different sizes. <laughs> so when, whenever they could play on the trampoline with Papa, they... We play a game. It's really fun. It's called Dragon Princess Night. So I'm obviously the dragon. And, and, and there's, a, there's a knight that tries to rescue the princess from the dragon that's got a hold of the, the princess, right? So, so this game on the trampoline is really fun because we just get crazy and wild and we throw balls on because the balls are flaming balls of fire and, we, we, and, and, and they use like... Sometimes I use real like sticks and as swords, and yeah, I get my tail cut off, my arms cut off, and you know, they go for the head and stuff, and that's okay. But we, but there's something that about playing princess that I that I just love, and I think I endear to that so much so because it's such a childlike thing or that kids do, and we we lose that, don't we? And that's what it like it dawned on me in this like moment watching them play princess and how they really were just they were so involved in being princess and and believing it and and playing the role and I'm thinking where do we grow up maybe I should ask why do we grow up and lose our royalty I mean what happens to us what you know and and I'm and I'm thinking about this as we're talking about changing our tune and, and I want us to really get into some questions that cause us to really, as we leave this room today, there's going to be a song in your heart that might be different than you walked into this room with. Hello? Because here's the, here's the reality is, is we're all singing a song about yourself. Every single one of us, whether you realize it or not, you have a tune that's stuck in your head about yourself. A tune that goes over and over in your head about yourself. 
And so if, 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 if that's the reality, and there's, it's a truth, and you might have came in this room singing that song, not even realizing it. You go throughout your day singing that song, not even realizing it. You might even, you might even actually sing the song out loud, and you don't even realize you're saying these words about yourself that you've, you've kind of just embraced as the tune of your life. There's a few songs on the top of the charts that we like to sing in regards to ourselves. Here's a few of them. There, I got five. I listed five. And then I have five honorable mentions. It's the song of the victim. The song of the victim. We sing this song. And we, we've even like embraced it as this is my song. Because it's not my fault. It's everybody else's fault. I was mistreated. I was mishandled. I, I, didn't, I didn't choose this life. It chose me. And I'm the victim. And everywhere I go... It's everybody else's fault. Everything I do, I do it well, but it's everybody else's fault. It's the song of the victim. Woe is me. This life that I've been, been stuck in, I just can't seem to. It, it's not my fault. It's everybody. It's, my, it's definitely my parents' fault, my siblings' fault, my boss's fault. Anybody that has an authority in my life, it's their fault for the mess that I'm in. Here's another song that might be stuck in our head. It's the song of the fatalist. The song of the fatalist. It's all bad. But it's all bad and it's going to be bad. It's going to stay bad. And it's just going to get badder and badder and badder and badder until it gets so bad that we can't. Then we're just, God's just going to rip us out of here because it's just so bad. It's just bad. In fact, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Gosh, man, I, I, need, to, I need to control myself, don't I? Yeah. Everything's bad, it's going bad, and it's just going to get worse until it gets so bad we can't take it anymore. It's the song of the fatalist. Uh, and that's an easy one to sing because, man, all you got to do is get on social media, turn on the news. Man, if you turn on the news, if you watch the news for even just like three minutes, you'll be singing that song. You don't even three, you need three minutes. 30 seconds. And hopefully it's just a commercial because if it goes back to the news, it's going to be 30 seconds of it's all bad. It's a song that's easy to sing because a lot of people are singing it, even Christians. And these are songs that Christians sing, by, uh, mind you, because you're in this room. These are songs that we've brought into this room. The song of the attic, this might, this might get a little dicey, but this is, this is one that I feel like is easily sung also because the song of the attic says this, I was born this way. I was born this way. I was born defaulted. I was born defective. I've got a, a D attached to everything that I, my name is, is Eric Long with a D attached to it. You know, a disorder, a dysfunction. And I'm born this way, so therefore this is the way that I am, and this is the way that I be. I'm just trying to cope with it, figure it out, hopefully get through it. I was born this way, I was born that way. So it, it's a song I'm singing. Get used to it. And that's, that's the song that I believe that some people sing because what we do is we, we tap out into that song. That song gets stuck there. It's stuck in your head. You have a song blow up in your head? How about this one? This is another song that gets stuck in our head. The song of the wanderer. Wanderer. Not wanderer. The song of the wanderer. In other words, it's a song that there's no definitive lines. You do you and let me do me. Right? You laugh, but it's, it's a song that is sung, and it's stuck in a lot of people's head. There's, the wind is blowing, 
Oh, and it's taken me this away. It's taken me that away. Wherever the wind may blow is the way I go. Hello? It's the song of the wanderer. In other words, we have no planting. We have no, we have no grounding. We have no solid footing. And, and, and you see it in church life, you know, where, where people wander to and fro, doing the dance. Here's the last one, and this is one that's kind of, it's, it's one that gets, uh, I think, a lot more playtime, is the song of the proud fool. The song of the proud fool. And this one just simply says, look what I have accomplished. Look at me, look what I have done. I've made something of myself. I've come from nothing, and look what I am now. It's the song of the proud fool. Here's the honorable mentions I'm not going to really talk about in detail. It's the song of the critic, the song of the cynic, the song of the skeptic, the song of the indifferent, the song of the narcissist. Those are songs that are also being sung. So here's the question that we're going to talk about even more so. Because I believe it with all of my heart, with everything in my spirit, that God has called you, chosen you, to sing a song that's different than those songs. Maybe different than the one you've come in with. Maybe different than the one you've grown up with. And I'm going to, because I believe that we need to check. We need to be like, we need to be looking into the song that I am tuned into about me and my life. Because, see, God has a song for you. And you guys remember last week I talked about this in Jeremiah 29. Remember we talked about the, uh, the, the children of Israel, they, that God, God had actually was allowing this exile, was allowing, allowing his children to be taken into captivity. And, and, and he sent Jeremiah, the prophet, to his children, sent, a, sent, uh, sent him by writing a letter. And the letter got to his children. And the letter said, go as you're in captivity. Live life well. Do good. Pray for your city. Pray for your community. That it goes well. Because if it goes well, it'll go well with you. Build houses. Plant gardens. Eat the food. Have children. Multiply. Don't live in despair. Don't live as though you're some sort of like, woe is me. Don't sing a song that I've not given you. Don't sing one of these songs of the, of the victim, the fatalist, the addict, the wanderer, or the proud fool. Don't sing those songs. Sing my song that I'm giving you. And it's so cool because the song that he gave him was, go and be a blessing. Be salt. Be light. Be good where you're at. Because that's what I've called you to do. And, I, and we call it the way of the exile. And, and we carried it into Jesus brought that same t- teaching into his teaching. The Sermon on the Mount is filled with that. Love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. Give to those who ask. Without, without expecting anything in return. That's the way of the Christ-like life. A follower of Jesus sings a song that's different than the world. Hello? But then he gets to this place, um, Jeremiah chapter 29, and I was sharing with Adam like, hey, man, I didn't get to that verse. I think the best verse in the whole Jeremiah 29 passage is this verse. Jeremiah 29 verses 10 and 11, he says this, says, for thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you. Remember that. 
and cause you to return to this place. And you'll see why. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Whoo, hello, hold on, let's do this again. I know the thoughts I have towards you. Uh, some translations will say, I know the plans I have towards you. But it starts with God's thoughts towards you. This is God's thoughts. This is God's song for you, to you, about you. Hello? A song, thoughts that are for peace, not evil, for a future and a hope. Come on, brothers and sisters. Let's walk out of this room singing a song of peace and one of a future that God has planned for us because it starts in his thoughts for us. Hello? The song that we are tuned into about ourself starts with the thoughts of ourself. I, I mean, is that where, that's where they start. So doesn't it make the most sense? This is actual practical faith. Doesn't it make the most sense to listen carefully to God's thoughts about you? To listen intently, carefully, tuned into more of his thoughts about you than any other thoughts about you out there. So how do you go about changing your tune? That's a challenge, isn't it? How do you, no, really, how do you, you get a song stuck in your head, and it's usually one of those silly songs. And I'm like, I can't turn it off quick enough. Dang it, it got stuck in there. The only way I could get that song out of my head is how? How do you get a song out of your head that's stuck, that's blown up, exploded, taken over? You got to replace it with a new song, right? Another song, one that actually is his song. Amen? Now, yeah, when I'm watching, listening to baseball, the, the inning comes on and I'll forget about it. So uh, that's okay for me, but in that regards. So it, it requires us to put a new song there, listen to a new song, intently like zero in, focus in on the song that God has for us. And he's got a good one for us. So in Romans 12, start, uh, starting in verse 1, this is a popular passage of scripture. Um, verse 1 and 2, this is a New Living Translation. It says, oh dear, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. Do you hear that saying? As I've been saying, God is going to give you a new song. You offer yourself up to him, your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your entire being. And it's, a, it's an acceptable form of worship to say, here I am, God. I am all yours. All I am is yours. And he says, in that, in that acceptable form of worship is then the transformation starts taking place renewing of our mind the song being played that is his song that we sing that is one of 
what's the wording he says? Good and pleasing and perfect. There's a song that I hear on the radio that's a Christian radio that said, if it's not good, then God's not done. God's still doing the work, making you good, making everything about you good. So don't sing the song of the fatalist that says, well, it's just not ever going to be good. Like we, we always say, well, we keep saying this thing like it's got to get worse until the end. It just keeps it's just going to it's just got to. I, I don't I, I, I get that, but I don't get it. Maybe I'm not signing up for it. I'm not signing up for tapping out and saying, well, if this just sucks. Let's just let it all get, go, to, go to hell. Did, did Jesus call us to be that? According to the word that I read, the Bible that I read, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill has to shine. Verse 3, it says, because of this, this is, where, this is where I'd like us to actually focus on for a minute. Because of the privilege and authority that God has given me, this is Paul, I give each of you this warning, a warning. This is interesting. Remember what he said? By changing the way you think. Hello? That's what he said. Changing the way you think about yourself. Changing the song that you're singing in your head about yourself. But he says, transform the way you think. But he says, don't think you are better than you really are. Or another translation will say, don't think of yourself higher than you actually are. Do you hear what he's saying there? Listen to this, because it's really crucial. It's critical to sing the right tune. Because this is not a message about self-esteem. Think better of yourself and you'll sing a good song. Hello? That's nonsense. But isn't that the message that everybody wants to say? Think good about yourself and good things will happen to you. But the Bible, he just said it. Warning, warning, warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. And this is the key. Measure yourselves by the faith that God has given you. Hello? What we want to measure ourselves by is what? How good I look compared to others that are a bunch of screw-ups. I'm not looking at any of you. It's all those people out there. Right? I am doing it so good compared to all those losers. And if we measure ourselves that way, we will come up with a false evaluation. So we're to measure ourselves by the faith that God has given us. And that faith that God has given us is his word implanted into our very hearts, our souls. And it, it, what it's doing is it's doing the transformation in our minds that's allowing us, permitting us, even freeing us to sing a song that's glorious, that's truthful, that's honest about ourselves. So what song is it? You may feel like you want to stay tuned in to that song that you've been singing all your life. Because maybe it's the only one you've ever heard. Maybe it's the song that everybody else is singing. And even maybe the enemy has covered your ears so that you don't hear how bad that song actually sounds. I heard a song when I was young, before I knew Jesus. And it wasn't a good song, but it was the only song I knew. 
It was a song of rejection because I was born a bastard. It was a song of abuse that I didn't really matter. It was a song that I didn't have any identity because there wasn't a father in my life that was able to instill an identity and a purpose in me. And any father figure that did step into my life was, like I said, abusive and harsh. Not just harsh as in mean or cruel. Literally abusive to where it was, that was all that I valued myself. This was the song that I sang all through my childhood, all the way up into high school. So the song that he gives us is such a beautiful song. Because it's the most pure song that is given to mankind from a loving, living, holy God. It's a song of sonship. See, true sonship sings a song of absolute humility. In sonship is where we find true humility. Now listen, I'm going to dig deep here because it's, it's a place that I believe that we need to go to sing the right song, to sing his song. It's not a song about self-esteem or how good you think you are or you're, you're enough or you're valued or you're worth it. Those are all songs that they fade in the distance because as soon as we get alone with ourselves, that other song comes into our head. It's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But the song of sonship has no fade. It only gets louder and more clear as the song gets sung in our heart and mind. Hello? Listen. Because it's really critical that we sing this song. In sonship, there's no room for victim. Hello? Come on. In sonship, there's no room for the victim. In sonship, there's no room for the fatalist. In sonship, there's no room for the addict. In sonship, there's no room for the wanderer. And in sonship, there's no room for the proud fool. Because in sonship, there's pure humility. Because in sonship, we're born into it, not by our choice, but our, our saying yes to his saying, come in, son. His calling, his pulling, it's his doing, his grace that calls us into sonship. So there's no place for the victim, for the fatalist, for, for the woe is me, for the wanderer, for, for, for the proud fool, because it's, it's just a thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you have called me to be your son, your child. And in that, I say, yes, yes, make me into a child of God. Transform my mind, my heart. Fix me where I made a mess and where the world messed it up. And that in that is the only place that we really grow. We start singing this song that's beautiful and pure and it sticks and it lasts and it blows up in our mind. We are children of God. And he's saying to be the greatest in the kingdom is to be like a child because you are a son of the king. Amen. You are a prince of the almighty. You are a princess of the king of kings and lord of lords. That makes you royalty. It makes you humble. True royalty is humble. And it's the only way it operates in his kingdom is a song of humility. So let us sing the song 
of thank you, Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for our moms. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the gift, the privilege, being chosen, being called a child of God. So in that gratitude, in that thankfulness, Lord Jesus, implant, impart, explode a song inside of our head and our hearts that sings, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A song that, that, that causes us to, to grow in stature, grow trusting you, trusting you at your word because that's what you say childlike faith is like, one that trusts the Father's word. So grow that faith in us each and every step we take, walking by faith. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.